and welcome to another Beautifully Broken podcast. I'm Lori, and I'm here with my mom, Sharon. Hello, how are you today? (laughs) We hope that you guys are doing well. Mm -hmm. I think we're doing well. Right, we are. What's going on in your life this week, Mom? Well, you know, last week we were traveling, so we got to do that together, which was good. Um, We haven't shared about that, but um, I guess on our social medias, we kind of did. Yes, we traveled to um, Lexington, Kentucky. Mm -hmm. It was an all-day flight, really, getting out there. Um, But we were at the Christian Publishers Expo, where our book was presented. Christian Product Expo. What was it? Christian Product. Okay, that's right. Product, yeah. And... um, it was, um, there was over 200 retailers there that have bookstores and gift shops all over the country. Mm-hmm. So it was beautiful. Just it was exciting to meet all of them and mm-hmm. hear some of their stories about starting a bookstore. Mm-hmm. Like who hasn't dreamt about owning a bookstore? I know. <laughs> I, I mean, in theory, it would be romantic, but uh-huh. I don't think practically it, it's probably it's very stressful. Uh, yeah. But it would have been, I've always thought that would be a really neat business to have. Anyway, um, it was fun, and it was beautiful country, and the white fences and the horses. and The horses, yes. Everything mm-hmm. is about horses in Kentucky. And their beautiful blue grass. And their beautiful blue grass, which we did stick our feet in. Mm-hmm. Had to stick our feet in the grass because uh, we don't have real grass out here in Arizona. Right. And there was a... Pretty little park right across from where we were staying. And churches. There are churches everywhere. And here's an interesting fact. Mary Todd Lincoln, the wife of Abraham Lincoln, her family home was like literally right next to where we were staying. So, of course, we had to walk over and take pictures in front of it. Yeah, that was fun. And imagine Abraham Lincoln strolling (laughs) through her front door. Right. Because they incredible. had been there after they married. Mm-hmm. So he was there. In like 1847, I think. <laughs> I, you're not here for a history lesson, but hey, what a bonus, right? <laughs> <laughs> so um, today we are talking about holidays. And you might think, well, Lori, it's not really necessarily holiday time, but they are coming. And I feel like this is a perfect time actually to speak about holidays because in my experience, and mom, let me know if you agree with this, preparing ahead for holidays makes such a difference emotionally. Right. What do you think? Uh, definitely. And it's, um, you know, it's something that is going to be in your mind. How am I going to handle this? Mm-hmm. And I don't know if I can. Yeah. And so it's good to think ahead what you want to do. And maybe this, these are your first holidays mm-hmm. up ahead of you. Um, and I would definitely say you need to take some time and think about what those holidays are going to look like. Or maybe, like me, it's going to be your almost seventh holiday mm-hmm. without your loved one. And there's still things that can be triggering and painful and things that you may want to think about before you reach the holiday season. But man, I was in the store the other day and they already have Halloween up. So, and I'm a, I'm here for it. I'm 
let's go. I'm ready for fall. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so in um, in First Chronicles sixteen eleven, it says, "Look to the Lord and His strength; seek His face always." And I chose this verse because, man, when it comes to holidays, you're going to need His strength. You really need His strength to get through. And the holiday season, it holds so many emotions as a widow. And these emotions are intensified by having children in the house. I mean, you want to make the holiday special, pulling out all the traditional things, but man, it can be like a punch to the gut, like just Mm -hmm. trying to put out those decorations. And for me and my family, Thanksgiving has always been like our family big celebration. When the kids were little, Greg and I would pack them up. In fact, I would start like on Monday decorating my mom's house for Christmas. I'm not sure how you got me roped into. <laughs> roped into. It was a pretty good roping. I think I was a winner. <laughs> it's been years. How many years have I been decorating your oh, home? Years and years. Years and years. Mm-hmm. But it takes me several days, y'all, to, to decorate my mom's house. But I, I have to win some sort of prize, right, for being the best child. That's right. Yeah, okay. As long as I get credit. It's <laughs> pretty <laughs> so awesome. So everybody who comes to my house, or my mom's house during the holidays, and you say, oh my gosh, your decorations are so awesome. Yeah, but can you please like text me and just let me know because <laughs> I'm the secret sauce to that That's magic. Right. You sure uh, so anyways, I would come over and decorate and... Um, the kids after school, I would pick them up and they would help me. And each kid had like their special job that they got to do, whether it was decorating the Christmas tree or helping my dad put up his Christmas village. Mm-hmm. And this is all before Thanksgiving, y'all. We just went straight to Christmas. Right. Um, but it was magical. It was such a special time. And then the night before Thanksgiving, Greg and I and the kids would spend the night mm-hmm. at your house with you and Papa. It was kind of, you know, I come from four siblings, so um, you have to kind of grab your your holiday. So we did Thanksgiving <laughs> and we would spend the night and there was just something so awesome about hearing the kids laugh and, mm-hmm. you know, Greg and Papa wrestling around with the kids and the TV was on and, you know, when the football games were over, then the sound of music would come on. And mom and I would be working in the kitchen, you know, whipping up all the mixers going, all the sounds, all the smells, all of that was just magical. Well, and the little ones, the the kids would get up early, remember, because I'd get up early to put the turkey in. Yeah. And they'd want to be, wake me up because I want to help. And I've got so many cute pictures of the big raw turkey, you know, yep. on the counter, and then them coming over to the oven as we put it in the oven, you yeah. know, cute pictures. And they so much that. fun. They loved it. It was just such a great time. And then all of the family would come over mm-hmm. to your house, and we would eat right. big family Thanksgiving Huge. dinner, and mm-hmm. it was just what a treasure, what memories, those precious memories. But... That year, you know which year I'm talking about, ladies? The year that your husband passes away? Yeah, that Thanksgiving, my treasured holiday 
was a terrible experience. My husband went into a hospice facility during the month of November. And when we left the hospital, he had been taken to the ICU. And they told me it would probably be 24 to 48 hours that he would make it. And he actually lived five weeks. And I can't even express how long, those were probably the five longest weeks in my entire life, watching my the love of my life pass away. And so, you know, we kept thinking he was going to pass, but he, he didn't. And so there I was sitting all alone in hospice with Greg, who was pretty much, you know, unconscious. He, he wasn't speaking very much. They weren't feeding him. Um, you know, so he didn't have a lot of energy and, This kind man whose wife had passed in hospice came that Thanksgiving morning and he made uh, homemade grilled cheese and uh, tomato soup, which Mm -hmm. was so sweet that he would think to to do that for the family members that on Thanksgiving were there with, um, with their loved ones. And I just thought about what I was missing you know, here I am in the throes of death, watching my husband die on my beloved holiday. And, you know, I'm eating grilled cheese and tomato soup and my husband is unconscious. It was just such Mm -hmm. a vibrant dichotomy of what Mm -hmm. I was used to versus my reality. And, you know, it was just sad. It was so sad. Um, and my husband, who was the shopaholic that he was, he had purchased um, these gorgeous linens, tablecloth, for Thanksgiving. Because mm-hmm. it's our favorite holiday, right? So he had done this gorgeous Thanksgiving. It, it had like leaves and turkeys. It was, it's, they're beautiful. Mm-hmm. And he bought several of them. And so my family went ahead and used them that Thanksgiving. I never got to see them. They were washed and given back to me. And I'll tell you something, I rolled them up and I put them in my linen closet and I have not used them yet because it's painful. Mm -hmm. It was, it was something that we so enjoyed together. It was Mm -hmm. so many memories. And yet my, my holiday has been tarnished because of that experience that I had with him. And, you know, every widow is different when it comes to holidays. Some widows love to use all the traditional things because it makes you feel like you're close to your spouse or maybe you're doing it for your kids. And, and um, you know, others of us don't need the reminder because it's it's so painful. But my encouragement to you is to take a deep breath. Sit down and think about what feels good to you. When you imagine this upcoming holiday, you know it's going to be hard, especially for you who still have children at the home because you want to make it special. You want them to feel like this is still a holiday. This is still important. We're still celebrating. And you don't want it to make it as unusual as you could 
You still want it to feel like home and holiday. And yet maybe it's just going to be so painful for you. So my encouragement is to think about it. What feels good? If having all the remembrances of your spouse around feels comforting, then do it. If having nothing the same and changing up everything feels comfortable, then do that. Mm-hmm. Look, you you have the ability to say no. I We were just talking about this today. We were at a widow's conference. I think I've mentioned her before. Her name is Jordan Early. She's a grief counselor. Amazing. But she said something at a, a widow's conference that I really took to heart. And she said, you can tell people no. If it does not feel good to you, you are allowed to draw boundaries and say no. Now, maybe you'll have to explain to your in-laws or to your own family or to your friends or whoever it is, like this year, what I have to do for me or what, what I have to do for me and my children is what I think is best. And so this year we're going to do it a little differently. And maybe you can join them on a different day or do something else. Um, And that's okay. You have to give yourself permission to really think about what's going to feel good for you. What is the best for you and your kids? And, you know, not often do I say you can be selfish about things, but this is one thing is, especially if you're a single mom and you are trying to put your family back together, it does not feel normal. There's somebody missing. What, what does it look like for you to want to try to make your family feel as whole as possible? That's important. That's important for your kids, for your kids to understand, look, dad may be gone, but we still have mom. We still have each other. We're still family. We're still a unit. We're a team. And we can bond around this together. So my encouragement to you is don't be afraid to say no with an explanation because you obviously you don't want to hurt your family or your friends, but hopefully your family and friends will understand this year is different and you're going to do things a little differently now. And that's okay. Something that has helped me get through the holidays and anniversary with joy is just that little bit of preparation. When the calendar pages show a date that is fast approaching, man, I gear myself up for myself, for my kids' sake. And beforehand, I decide to be happy that day. And this was something that came to me probably the second year after Greg was had died because I was out of it. He died December 6th. So, you know, Thanksgiving, Christmas, all those firsts were like, his birthday, our anniversary in December. December's terrible for me. Um, but the second year, I thought, you know what? I'm going to choose joy this season. I'm going to choose to focus on the happy memories because I can sit and wallow in the fact that my husband is not here. It's very sad. It's very bittersweet. You can look at your kids and feel sad like their dad's not here again. Or you can choose to look and think, we made it a year, or we're going to make it a year. We're almost there. We're going to make it through this time, and I'm going to choose joy. If you 
choose it for yourself, then choose it for your kids. And I always pray. Our verse today tells us where to look for strength. God is our strength. He will carry us. You you may look at holidays and think, I am not going to make it. But with prayer and with thinking about how you want to approach it, you will make it. You will get through. God is always there for you. And together with you and the Lord, you can face the day. We need to seek the Lord's face as we face hard anniversaries and holidays. And He will give us the hope that we can make it through. Let me pray. Lord, give us the strength we need to get through the tough days and to do it with anticipation for how you are going to make it special. Because we know that with you, all things are possible. So we pray these things in your name. Amen. What do you think about it, Mom? There's no right or wrong way to celebrate a holiday after your spouse is gone? That's right. And and I think what you shared is so true. Um, you know, the choosing to be uh, to to be happy on that day. Those first ones are hard. It's hard to even choose that. But um, I know how I had so dreaded Christmas, my mm. first Christmas without your dad. And um, and we always did Christmas Eve at our home. We always did then a time on Christmas Day. No, I'll Dad s- always did. <laughs> <laughs> he was in charge of Christmas. Yeah, he loved it. And um, so anyway, I I really had spent a lot of time praying about it because I didn't know what it was going to be like mm-hmm. if I could do it because all of you kids still wanted to come to our home for Christmas Eve. And then we decided we would also open gifts on Christmas Eve, which normally we would still come back on Christmas Day. Mm-hmm. So... I had thought and prayed, and I kind of thought, well, maybe I need to give a little talk, you know, about um, our first Christmas and all. But as we were eating, I don't know if you remember, you know, mm-hmm. all the commotion that went on around the tree, and it was one of the little great-grandsons that had opened a gift early, because we were supposed to always take our time and pass our gifts and one at a time. And he opened, and then all of a sudden, all of these gifts were being opened by all the other little grandkids. I think you helped get that going. And paper was just flying everywhere. So it was a totally different. Well, with Dad, it had to go in order. It had to, yeah. It was like Mm -hmm. one person at At a time. time. And this was chaos in the it best way. It was chaos, way. and you never had paper laying around on the floor. We had paper <laughs> everywhere, all over the paper, all over the floor. Uh-huh. But so, you know, I couldn't have anticipated that. Right. Had I anticipated that, I maybe wouldn't have been dreading. But to me, it was God's gift to us as yeah. a family that, yes, we can go forward, and we just need to give it all to Him and he just truly made it a whole different Christmas that we'll never forget it. Yeah. And then, you know, the second Christmas wasn't then as hard because we knew, hey, we can be relaxed. We're going to have fun. Right. And this is now the way Christmas looks. Yeah. It's fun and chaotic. And yeah. just hearing 
laughter, even yeah. that first year with right. him not being there because I was dreading it as well, mm-hmm. you know, not yeah. having my dad there. I mean, I've always had my dad there. Mm-hmm. So the kids, I mean, thank the Lord for kids. <laughs> <laughs> Them and their crazy ways. It was, yeah, it just turned out to be. I did have the bubbles. The bubbles were a big yeah, hit. they were a big hit. <laughs> but it was a Christmas that we'll never forget. Yeah. Yeah. So I know my widow friend, it can be something you're dreading. But I just say, start now praying and asking God to just take over and do what only He can do. Yeah. And then trust Him with it. So He will be your strength. He will be your strength. Mm-hmm. So, and we look forward to hearing from you as far mm-hmm. as your ideas. Like, if you could leave your ideas below on um, our um, either Instagram page or Facebook page mm-hmm. um, and just Tell other widows what you're planning to do this year for your holidays and how you're going to either keep it the same or change things up. We'd love to hear from you. And seriously, how awesome is it to hear from other widows and what they've done? I would just say never uh, compare. You don't want to compare yourself. Every Mm -hmm. journey is different. But it's always nice to hear different ideas from other people and think, yeah, uh, that's such a great idea. Yeah. And we can lift each other up through prayer well, as well. Well, I was just going to say, and if some of you are just struggling already, please let us know. Lori and I keep a, a little running uh, list of our widow friends' names, and we'd love to add your name. Yeah, we pray so for we you. So we can be praying for you. You're not alone. Please know that you're not mm-hmm. alone. Right. Um, so anything we can do to help, um, DM us or email us. Um go to our website which is survivingwidowhood.net they can email us there yeah mm-hmm. yeah you can email us there um, so and if you would be so kind to leave a review and a rating for this podcast we would really appreciate it if you're interested in our book for yourself or for somebody else you can find it wherever books are sold it's called surviving widowhood And please leave a review uh, for us there because those reviews really help. We appreciate it. So, hey, we hope you guys have a great week. Hope you start thinking and planning ahead. And we can't wait till January and we can talk about all the good things that I know God's going to do in your life. So until then, you guys have a great week and we'll see you next week. Okay. Bye. Bye. Bye.